Today our people can see that we're faced with a government conspiracy. This government has failed us. The senators who are filibustering concerning your and my rights, that's the government. Don't say it, Southern senators, this is the government. This is a government filibuster. It's not a segregationist filibuster. It's a government filibuster. Any kind of activity that takes place on the floor of the Congress or the Yeah, baby, what's going on? True Colors Podcast back again. It's your boy D-U-B, Dub with the boy Cobb. What's going on, Cobb? What's up with it, man? Yeah, man. What's going on? Blessed to see another one, brother. Blessed to see another one. Yeah, man, we're keeping it going, man. Everything's good. Yeah, let's dive into this show, baby. What we got in this lineup? We got was first sports. Let's talk sports for a second. Ooh, What's going on in these playoffs? All right, man. Sports. Right now we got we got the Cavs and the Raptors going at it. The Cavs winning two to one, of course. You know, we all figured this was gonna be an easy easy series for them. They probably end up winning four one. I don't I don't see the Raptors getting another win. You know, especially as long as they got people like Kyle Larry on the team walking off during the game. Somebody needs to clear his head. <laughs> that, that, I, don't, I don't get that. He, man. Man. he don't like losing. Please, man. You don't you don't leave the bet during the game. Somebody you need to go decompress. And then I like, think we went out they went on like a twelve oh run or something like that. So like I mean, what's up with this dude, man? I, I mean, ain't nobody, ain't nobody saying what Dez Bryant did it. So I'm just saying, they said something, they let it go. So now well, there's I mean, a problem with Kyle Larry doing. I got a problem you know, with him asking to uh, kick it with Tyron Lue, the coach of the Cavs. I don't know what's that. Yeah, about. I got a big problem with that too. You talking about after the game? Can, can they watch the Thunder and Warriors series together? And Tyron Lue got to tell them no. What is you asking for? Yeah, man. I, don't, I don't that's not. Want, a good, I wouldn't even want him on the team, man. Yeah, that's not a good look, Kyle. That's not a good look, man. I'm just letting you know. Like you got you got potential, but right now you look kinda you look kinda hoish. I'm just putting it out there. Would you wanna, how would you feel if he was your teammate? Talk, man. We had to do some talking, especially since you're supposed to be the best player on the team. Like you making us look weak. Yeah, man, I mean if I was I was D. Rosen, and, you know, I ain't no huge D. Rosen fan. I know he all right. He needs to take that next step like Paul George. But if I was D. Rosen, I'm like, man, you got, you got us looking crazy. Like, what are you doing? Correa, then the win, they they won yesterday. The win looked pretty convincing. Like, it wasn't just a flop win. I mean, I know they're not the better team in the series, but they more than capable of making it an interesting series. That's what I got from that, that win. You know, it wasn't just – you know, of course, Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love went four twenty six. We know that's not going to happen constantly. Of course, LeBron James. You know, he had a solid game for LeBron James, quiet game, but not enough to get the victory. And you no know, best player showed up for Cleveland, as is to be expected on the road. But I think Toronto this series has is over. A, huh? I think the series over. <laughs> I think they got one more game. I think they got one more. You think they're going to win one more? I think so. I think so. I'm calling it. I say one more win. Maybe not the next game, 
But I think they got one more win because, yeah, because they got to come. If they lose in Toronto, Cleveland will have to close them out. Cleveland have to close them out back in Toronto, right, for game five? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't have to. Yeah, I don't. They're not going to get that. They're not going to get that close out game five. I don't think so. They're not going to get that close out game five. They go get they go losing six back in Cleveland. That's my prediction for Check that. Check this out. Check this out. Four one. That's over. <laughs> so, okay. Next okay. game by fifteen. They gonna close out. They gonna close out. That's that's almost say. Raptors ain't got no chance. Kyle Lowry. They need to go on them and they need to trade him, man. This is the second year in the in the in the uh, row, man. In the playoffs. He just did some crazy last last year. He sucked in the playoffs, but you know he gave him a pass. It was like, I, right, you know, you really ain't never been in the playoffs before. The lights made a got lights may have got to him, you know, the moment. But this year, man, you you he, I, I gotta let him go, man. I gotta let him go. You gotta show up in the playoffs, man. You can't be doing all this buffoonery. Yeah, this is yeah. He hasn't done too well in the playoffs. Like he hasn't lived up to his potential. Of an All Star this year in the playoffs, like you made the All Star team, we got you in there. You know, you did, you had a great season, but it's like now it's like you shooting horribly. You're not leading the team, like evidently you're not leading, you're not being a good leader off the court either. So it's like, come on, man, you don't want to be on this team anyway. You you talking to other coaches, which is nonsense. Like, where your loyalty at, baby? You still, and this was after they only lost two games. You still got a chance to win. You still got a chance to compete technically and and be. Victorious, but you already like you throwing in the towel. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean certain players just ain't got it for the playoffs, man. And he he seemed yeah. like one of them dudes. You know, he might get one more year, but if it if if it was me and I was a GM, I had to go on the trade. I got to look for the upside, and his his upside seems pretty limited right now. This 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 exposed Kyle Lowry big time, man. He can't be doing that. Yeah, when the pressure get hot, he fall, he falls, he falls like an envelope. So, you know, right now the Thunder look like they 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 look like they got something for the Warriors, man. What you think? I don't think so. Um, they do. It'll be a six seven game series, obviously, but they lost by like thirty seven forty points. I mean, come on, man, that's not go. Like Golden State knew. Like only if Curry played the fourth quarter. Like, they knew they lost this one. Like, they knew. Like, OKC shot 67%. Or, you know, the whole game. Like, that's that's crazy. Like, that never happened. Like, that would never happen again for OKC this playoffs. Like, they'll have a good shooting night, of course, but not 67%. Like, the, like Robinson, if he's hitting threes, it's a wrap. Because he only plays good at home. And he sucks. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> They leave, they leave him wide open anyway. Yeah, I'm not holding them either, though. I'm sorry. I got other people to worry about. I'm, I'm not going to be holding that dude, man. Yeah, he man. He can just shoot all day if it was me. Yeah, they wanted them to buy 30 tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's ridiculous. They got clowned, and they know they did. Steve Kerr and Curry on the bench laughing. You know, they know they know they go bounce back. So, I'm not I don't worried think about so, man. I, I think this is a thunder year, man. Because I want KD to get his ring Like I want KD to get his ring I just don't want KD to get to the finals Against LeBron And, and same thing happened again That's my biggest nightmare 
Yeah, last time he went against LeBron, you know, LeBron mugged him all game, fouled him all game. They ain't called nothing. Fouled him on on the last shot, obviously, and they still ain't called nothing. But I think, I think this year, man, I think Kevin Durant kind of just realized like he ain't gonna never. I think then he was trying to play the politically correct, you know, basketball role and be nice to the media, and you know, try to get his breaks. But you know, now I, I feel like he don't even care about none of that no more. I think he all about. Hooping, he gonna do him. He ain't worrying about the media. They just finna go out here and win. And if money and endorsements and everything come with that, I think he's cool with that. I think then he was playing too much politics, and you can't out politic LeBron. So I think that's what that's what hurt him last time. And Westbrook Westbrook got that fight in him. I think he's just ready to go. Yeah, I mean, if I can see Westbrook leaving before KD, but. Keep playing like this. I don't think they're going nowhere. They won't have no reason to. So, of course, they put the cap on all that leading stuff if they can get it done. Which I'm rooting for them. As long as LeBron, I'm rooting for everybody to get it except LeBron. I'm sorry, but if you follow us on Facebook, True Colors Podcast, then you will see that I posted a video of LeBron James. Well, I don't think I posted it yet, but I will tag it in True Colors Podcast on Facebook and I send it to Kyle. True Colors Podcast on Twitter. This dude here is a flop machine, yo. Like, LeBron James is crazy. It's like he got his skates on for no reason. He got hit in the head by his own teammate on accident, and he flew back 10 feet. I'm done with this dude. He does it every year. It's not the first time. It's not just one, like, I give him a pass for it. Like, he's been doing that ever since he went to Miami. Like, he didn't do that when he first was in Cleveland. He did that. He got that crap when he was in Miami with them fools. And now he's a super actress. Like I don't get it. Like how you the king? How you the king? And you resorting to all these unbasketball techniques just to get the benefit of the doubt and try to get people throughout the game so you don't have to compete against. Them. That's I, what I, I remember when they were playing the Knicks. That's not. Yeah. That's not. Somebody hit. I think. I think Mario was trying to set a pick on that fool at half court. And I mean, this dude. That's why he got a car wreck, yo. So I run around the whole. The whole team. I'm like, come on, dude, it's a screen. Like, all right, man. I don't even think it was a movie screen. That dude, he, I don't know, man. I I, I can't stand that dude, man. I, I'm I'm really with you. I hope anybody else wins except for LeBron because I don't want to hear it no more. I'm tired of this dude. dude Straight the clown, up, man. man. Straight up. Do the clown, LeBron, man. And he is unnecessary, dude. Like, you, you looking for attention for the wrong reasons. You know, every time he um, goes to the ground, he goes to the ground, he pops up. You don't want to get back on defense. You're looking at the ref like, play ball, man. Like, just play ball. You know, the calls will come to you. You know, you're not going to get to the line 16, 17 times a game, every game, even though he damn near does. But it, it's going to be that occasional game where it's not going to happen. So you need to just take it in stride sometimes and understand, cut the acting short. And he don't even get fined. Like, the league doesn't find him for flopping, as they should, but they don't. Like, you implemented a finding process for floppers, but LeBron James still does not get hit. It's like, it's so obvious. It's like, this dude is, is rock solid, but anyway, screw him. Let's get well, into let's this. Uh... We can talk about, uh, let's go to talk about Sierra in the future, man, you know. Taking them to court, but she took what's court. hot and what's not. <laughs> <laughs> what's, 
try to get uh try to get future uh for sole custody of their son. You know, she said that he was you know pretty much defaming her online because he said she was a no shit bitch and she washed up and you know so she took him to court and he tried to get sole custody and of course she lost because she ain't have no grounds for shit and. You know, we talked about this a little bit last week, man, where a lot of these women really need to stop using these kids as bait because they're having problems with they with their baby father. I mean, you know, this guy had, I want to say he had about, what, like four or five different baby mothers before well, he got with him. Yeah. Future. And she was taking, yeah, she was posting pictures with all his baby mamas before she was pregnant, talking about I'm ride or die and, you know, we the fam and all this and that. And then when you get in the situation, you know, instead of that being a trigger where she like, oh, this dude got like four or five different baby moms, I could be another one, you, you ignored it. And then you end up another baby mom. Now you spiteful. And now you're trying to, you know, make this man jump through hoops to see his kids. He already knew what he was about. Yeah, like what makes what makes you so special from the rest? Because you obviously was famous or something. Like, who are you? Like, you ain't had a hit. You ain't had a real hit since we was in high school, shit, 2005. So it's not like you Beyonce or something. Like, he just got to stay with you. Like, y'all really go do something magical together. Like, he just wanted, he just wanted to smash it like the rest of the chicks. Like, he don't care. In the end, it's like he cared about his son, I'm sure, of course, but he ain't worried about you like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she watched in the streets, and that's why she went to go and uh, attach herself to Russell Wilson. Cause we all know he's a sucker, and now he he gonna knock her up, and then she she really does. She ain't gonna be doing nothing. So what's gonna happen with that? Cause he he's a he's a sucker. He's a prime time sucker. Somebody need to somebody should bend and got up on his ass. Future, you, you hear about he told the team talking about they can't play no future in practice or in the facility or none of that. Man, Russell Wilson is a clown. Like he gets so. Soon to be, it's so soon to be Tiger Woods. I'm finna suck for the rest of my career once the relationship falls apart. Listen to that song. That's you. That's your future. That's your future. Future partner says you ain't worried about future. Future I already know. He ain't worried about her. He just worried about this boy or you. You got other issues to worry about. Like why you ain't got no prenup. <laughs> I tell you, if it was me, man, and I was practicing with that fool, if I was a cornerback, every time I pick him off, yo, I'd be singing like a motherfucker. You do what you want when you pop it. I run that whole back, pick six. Just get on this goddamn nerve. I don't give a shit. Exactly. Do, man. Exactly. Like, I ain't, Sierra ain't got nothing for me but goodies. It's the only song I know. Yeah, she was, she was, and then, like, you know, she had a little run, and then she got cold, and the only time she got hot again was, when Future was singing her songs, I think he, he wrote Body Party when she came back out. So she ain't about shit, man. She done. Uh, I mean, uh, I just got hit. I just got hit on, hit up talking about somebody said, you know, said talking about Body Party. But uh, <laughs> I don't think <pay. laughs> You know, said hit me up talking about Body Party was a hit. <laughs> so I said, I guess it is now. She had my eye down. Fuck it. It was a hit, she but she didn't write it. Future wrote it. She ever had body party, okay, whatever that is. I ain't heard it. I give her that, whatever. Yeah. She still sucks. But don't try to take another kid away from his his son, his daddy, because there's enough of that going on as it is. All seriousness is like, 
the boy's going to need his daddy. Like, regardless if Russell Wilson is a good role model, if he is a good dude outside the field and all that nonsense, he still needs to know his daddy. He still needs to know who he is, where he came from, because it wasn't from Russell Wilson. Bottom line, you chose to lay down with this man. You chose to make a baby with him. Now you got to be woman enough and tough enough to suffer these consequences that you're going through and live with it. That's life. You made choices, now make your decisions. You so, so, uh, what's up with your boy Mayweather, man? He's gonna get an MMA ring or something. What's up with Mayweather? Look, I'll tell you what's up with him. I ain't buying that fight. He, <laughs> he trying to, he done offered, I think his name, Conor McGregor, like 50 million to fight him on like New Year's Eve or New Year's, one of the two. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, man, I'm not finna waste no $95 to watch you beat this MMA dude ass. It's a if boxing, you try to do boxing, that shit, it's a boxing match. You say what? Hands. Yeah, it's a it's boxing match. Great boxing. Great uh, boxing. But the dude, you know, he he got a contract with uh, Dana White and him in the UFC. So they said he have to get Dana White's permission to even to even accept the fight. Because if Dana White tell him no, he can't do it because he's still under contract with the UFC. Mm. So I mean, you know. Mayweather got a he. I rather him fight Adrian Broner, and or I know he ain't gonna fight Triple G, but you know I rather him fight Adrian Broner. At least he a boxer. I don't, I don't see why you gonna try to get somebody out of MMA and try to fight them and think I'm gonna waste my ninety five dollars because that ain't happening. Yeah, exactly. Like, I ain't going to for that. I ain't even going to nobody else to watch that crap. I hear about it on Twitter yeah. when it's over. Mayweather yeah, owe me a lot of money out here. Yeah, I ain't got time for that mess. Yeah, go ahead and fight Broner. Let, let, if I'm Mayweather and, you know, I'm controlling the power strings, I'll go ahead and give it to the brother. You know what I'm saying? Even though I know you're mad, they should be cool or whatever, give give Broner $50 million. Let him do something with the money. Let him put some money in his pocket. You know what I'm saying? At least and, a boxer. Like, even if he's not, even if it's not a brother, you know, which I'm I'm with you. If you're going to give it to anybody, go ahead and give it to a brother. But, I mean, at least give it to a boxer. I mean, this dude in the MMA. <laughs> He he worried about because Adrian Broner is motivated against him right now. So we all know Broner doesn't focus as well as other fighters. But if he gets this Mayweather fight for fifty million dollars, he's gonna be locked in on that boy, and he go he go put some hands, he go put some paws on that boy if he get in that ring with Broner. I'm telling you, Broner. Well, if Broner focuses and stays locked in, if Broner focuses and stays locked in, like. Like he like he should have been doing. Stop trying to be everything else. Stop trying to be a gangster rapper, rapper, porn star, and all that, all that mess. And just focus on Mayweather. Oh, that's gonna be a fight. I I buy that because I already know he's gonna put in the work. So that's what and Mayweather know it too. So that's why he's doing all this other nonsense because he know, like you said, the boy McGregor signed with somebody else, and it's gonna be. A long shot to even get it situated, and if it if it do get set, he gonna beat the hell out of him anyway, and he gonna make that fifty. Yeah, that ain't gonna be. That's no contest. He don't care. Yeah, so yeah, he don't care. That's silly. Yeah, that's for people time and money, man. I ain't got time for all that. It's like you supposed to be the best boxer in the world. Give me something. It's like why you running for challenges. (laughs) Like, like, I don't even care about you fighting Pacquiao, but I got to give Broner a shot. Or Triple G. Triple G. Triple G will lay that fool. And he already know it. I mean, you know, it, it ain't really his today. They really in two different weight classes. 
it is what it is. If I was him, I wouldn't fight him unless, you know, you got to offer me a whole lot of money because most likely he's going to lose that fight. But, you know, he all about his record and about that paper and his mystique. So if I put yourself in that situation when you already know that dude, that dude will probably beat you just because, you know what I'm saying, physically that he he just massive over Floyd. You know, Floyd already small, so he, he needs to go on head on. Triple G and Canelo need to fight, so I watch that. I pay for that. Everything else I ain't paying for. And I damn sure ain't paying to watch him fight the only MMA dude because I ain't paying ninety five dollars. Mayweather owed me like a G over the years, so fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about no G. I ain't about that be the damn fight. Fight hard as hell, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Let's get into the current. Let's get into the current event, man. What you got this week, yo? All right, a woman from Detroit, she died in a Texas prison, and not a prison, but a Texas jail in Huntsville, Simone Marshall. That's her name. She died leaving Detroit on a road trip to start a new life with her new boyfriend. She was going to she was going to Houston. She was outside of Houston. She had a she drove a car in the ditch. They found her and her passenger in the ditch, and she supposedly had waived her rights to EMS at the scene of the accident, so they didn't take her to the hospital or the passenger. They took her to jail because she was arrested with cocaine. They had cocaine in the car and and um, and another violation or some shit, but, you know, they had, if you got cocaine in the car, you're going to jail anyway. So pretty much driving under the influence. So she was in jail. This happened April 26, 2016, the accident. So she went to jail then in Huntsville, Texas. And then two weeks later, she dies. Simone Marshall dies in jail. Now, they say reports say that she was complaining of constant headaches, and she asked for medical attention for two weeks. But apparently they say, the jailhouse representatives say that they looked at her with her with their physician inside the jailhouse, and they didn't find anything wrong with her, and she demanded to go to a real hospital, but they didn't give her the real hospital treatment. They didn't send her to a real hospital, and her family thinks she died of a blood clot in her head. Now, she leaves behind a three-year-old child in Detroit, and she has two sisters. Now, my thoughts is, we already have been through this before, just last year, with a black woman down in the Texas prison. So, obviously, this is going to raise eyebrows. Now, of course, she waived her rights at the scene of the crime for EMS treatment to go to the hospital. But if you're inside the hospital, if you're inside the jailhouse, and you ask for medical attention constantly for two weeks, then they are obliged to give you what you asked for. Like, you have to tell, like, of course, they're going to give you their doctor first, tell them what's going on, and if they can't help you, if you keep keep complaining about the same problems, they have to bring in certain specialists or take you somewhere to get you checked out. That's what they're supposed to do. But they didn't do that, and she ended up just dying, like, suddenly dying. Now, if that was a white woman or even a white man, the outcome might have been different. Who knows? That's just how I think. But the disregard for our black women is highly increasing people. People, I need you to wake up on this. I'm serious. Sisters, 
is narrowing every day for you out here with these white folks. Like, of course, it's worse for us as black men, but it's getting at the same level of injustice every single day for these sisters. Like, they do not give a damn about us. Like, if they catch you with anything, even though you might have been in the wrong with the accident, who knows the exact details of it, but for them to deny you constant, professional, adequate medical a treat, medical treatment is just ridiculous. Like, it doesn't make any sense for a human being to get denied adequate medical treatment. I guess the difference between getting medical treatment and getting adequate, sufficient medical treatment. Like, this is nonsense. Like, if this person, black, white, man, woman, is complaining about constant headaches, which is very serious, for two weeks, like, she is not putting on the front. Something is wrong, and you need to get her seen about because it's not going to cost you anything anyway, so it's the deal. It's like she doesn't have the money to bond out. She's not going to pull a escape. She's not even from Texas. So yeah. what could hurt for you to get this woman some medical attention, some sufficient medical attention? This is just nonsense. I think a lot of the so, problem is now, man, with these cops, yo, like police take themselves so serious nowadays, man. I mean, they willing, you know, in the old days, which, you know, right or wrong or indifferent, it's like, you know, if if your crime didn't fit, you know, any type of serious, violent nature or anything like that, let's say, you know, you running the red light, you know, you get pulled over, you got some warrants for, for something, you know, not that serious, you take off running, the cop try to chase you or whatever the, the deal is, and, you know, all right, you got away, you Cop a couple fences, whatever happened, happened. All right, cop out of breath, and that's it. You know, but nowadays it's like they're not trying to let anything go whatsoever, and the force that they respond with is uh, a gun. I mean, so it's like for any small miniature offense that anyone has that's nonviolent, like they're willing to make someone lose their life over this type of stuff, man. And, I mean, I think all our cops are getting more and more like the military every day, especially when it comes to urban, dealing with any type of urban youth or urban urban cities. They have, like, almost a zero tolerance for any type of behavior. You know, like, I mean, if it's, if it's any Caucasian out here having any type of problems, then, you know, they're way more lenient on it. They They don't feel as threatened. You know they're willing to to to. I've I seen a a cop pull over some Caucasian male, and the Caucasian male pulled over and got out the car and just like you know started walking to the cop car and I was like oh shit, and you know what I'm saying cop he got out talked to the guy, the guy walked back to his car got in and I was just like what the fuck is this, <laughs> you know but if, if, if that was us man you know they pulling the pistol taser club something immediately, so I mean we we just got a lot of. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We just got a lot of bias, man, with with that situation. And, you know, we need to start, once again, unifying as a people. I know it's a lot going on right now between, you know, the whole black relationship, black male and black female. But, you know, black females need to understand, like, we don't have the power to try to hold anything back from them. You know, of course, the system makes it look that way, like we are the enemy. That's that's 
kind of how the system always been. But now they're attacking on women knowing that it's such a divide between a black male and a black female, and it's like they, they, they continuously do it and, and trying to get us to react on the situation. So we need to really unify, man, because, you know, uh, it's just it's just it's getting real bad and, and serious out here, man. Yeah, man. Like the respect, the respect level for us continues to decrease, and I ain't thinking you know, Lord. Like they scared of us, and at the same time they don't respect us. Like black people are the only people that are feared and disrespected at the same time. Like usually, if you if you fear people, you give them the respect because you don't know what's gonna happen. But they know they got their legal system and all this shit behind us. So they know it's okay to disrespect us, even though they they do fear us. So that's an enigma all in itself, <laughs> you know. So, but anyway, go ahead and take us into this quick music break, and we gonna get back into this into the new topic of the week: reparations. People, we gonna break it down for you, so it can forever be broke. When we get back, Kyle, hit us off. All right, man. So right now we're gonna get into the songs of the week, which comes to my boy. Pharaoh Loom. It's called Ghetto Kids. You can follow him at at Pharaoh Loom. And that's it, man. So Ghetto Kids, once again, thanks for thanks for supporting the show, man. We'll be back after break. DJ Room. Uh. One time. For them ghetto kids. Room, what up? It's the real mic controller, the hype is over Let a few bars sink in and then light the dozer It's daytime but it's dark here And ain't no light, let a nigga getting sparkin' Cooking that white, we consider that an art here Oh God, how can we change the culture? Unlighted minds, it's easy, pray for these culture Vultures can't lay in the bed and laugh Napping to my demise Leaving this game and world to these imposters that I despise Oh God, the confliction the inner conviction Like if I rap about ass on nigga getting shot I'm not a part of the problem of the system Cause I feel like John Wayne with a pistol I like him drunk on with some missiles Like these metaphors poison to the mind So these young kids that really got issues Goddamn uh, I don't know who I am And I remember I'm just like them Yeah I'm just like them we had the same problems and the same struggle and the hard times in the same streets. So you talking to them and you talking to me. Ghetto kids. Talking to them and you talking to me. Fuck you, man. Yo. We had the same problems and the same struggle and the hard times in the same streets, nigga. So if you talking to them and you talking to me. Ghetto kids. You talking to them and you talking to me. Uh. Yo. I'm the prophet, the prophecy Niggas looking lost to me Switch up your philosophy You ain't looking like a boss to me You ain't feeding these streets cuz You ain't helping them eat cuz Fuck the chain and fuck the watch You ain't good around me cuz Talking big chains and hungry kids What a fucking game this is What a fucking game this is What a fucking game this is Talking big chains and hungry kids What a fucking game this is What a fucking game this is what the fucking game this is? It's the same problems and the same struggle and the hard times and the same streets, nigga. And if you talking to them and you talking to me, ghetto kid. And you talking to them and you talking to me. It's the same problems. 
same struggles and the hard times and the same streets, nigga. So you talking to them and you talking to me. Ghetto kids. You talking to them and you talking to me. You talking to them and you talking to me. Big ghetto. Back, baby. All right, we back, baby. True Colors Podcast. Copy with us, baby. Yeah, I'm here, man. Once again, though, let me tell you, man, that was my that was my homeboy, Pharaoh Lum. Um, that once again, that's at p h a r a o h underscore l u m. And then once again, that song was called Ghetto Kids. Thanks for all the support. Once again, out there on Twitter, y'all. All right, today's topic is reparations. Now, what about it is that do you think that black people deserve reparations? Will we get it? And how would you go about deciphering it amongst the black community if you were in control of the reparations? Now, the proper definition for reparations is reparations for slavery is the idea that some form of compensatory payment should be made to the descendants of Africans who had been enslaved by the Atlantic slave trade. Now, I did some some calculations and some some recent some brief research. Now, according to today's minimum wage and a basic common ten hour work day, we know slaves work more than ten hours, but after all the interest and man hours, the US government technically owes over fifty nine point two trillion African Americans. Now I don't see African Americans getting shelled out that much cash. Do you? No, I don't do. Okay, so before after slavery ended, they promised us we know forty acres and a mule, which is the equivalent to about twenty five city blocks, which is a lot of land. We didn't get that. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that reparations for for slavery was actually awarded a while back, but they were actually awarded to slave owners, ex-slave mm-hmm. owners after slavery ended. A lot of people yep. don't know this because they, because they lost a lot of money once slavery ended and the government felt the need to compensate these people who are already rich anyway for their loss in the future from the slave trade. So in their eyes, a lot of these, you know, Caucasian eyes, they've already done their part. Now, Which I don't I don't know how you can how you can even deny the fact now that African Americans need some type of reparations for slavery. You know, if you clearly gave it to the slave owners you know, Obama approved for like $12 million to give back to Jews over like a five-year period. And this is supposed to be a black man in office, and he, you know, won't address the issue about it at all. The United Nations says that the U.S. needs to start looking into resolving their their racial issues, and a lot of that should begin with paying African Americans reparations, you know? Right. Now, if you were in charge of the reparations, if you was in charge of reparations, you had your, you had your hand on the, on the switch, 
how would you how would you decipher the reparations? Like how would you do it? Land, money, gold, diamonds, silver, how much and to who? Um, personally like what I would do is I would you know, I can't give you the exact ratio, but I know it it has to include first land, cation, and then money. Okay? Because what we have to look at is generational wealth. All right? I guarantee you right now, if they would give us a certain amount of money right now, if we said we would throw it all back into the Caucasian community or back into the Caucasian ownership. Now, if we had our own own businesses, which what a lot of people got to understand, too, like if you're going to do reparations, Caucasians wouldn't like it, of course, because that's me, that means that, you know, it's going to be some type of unfairness, and they feel like the government would just hand them, will be just handing us money, which – you know, which is somewhat true because reparations no. is all about. No. no, I mean I'm not saying as far as just money, but I'm just saying like you know, in Caucasians' eyes, that's 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 the vision that they're looking at. They feel like these black people ain't working hard enough to get whatever, and we shouldn't be trying to. They they feel like it's unfair that they're not getting anything. But what you have to look at is yes, it should be unfair. It, it really should be. We should get we should get certain grants. We should get certain business loans. We should get certain lands. You got to implement programs that benefit only black people, so we can build our own generational wealth. Once we do that, then I think we'll be fine. But we have to have the opportunity to build up a generational wealth. Exactly. By the way, I mean, people fail to wrap their heads around the concept to. Africans, African-Americans, once they got over here, they were Americans, I guess. They built this country for free, people. They built this country for free. Did you hear me? Okay. They paved the way for all these immigrants to get out these boats and make a new life for themselves while we were over here slaving, doing all the manual labor for free. So the equivalent to when you go to our neighborhoods, and you see all the businesses ran by foreigners, just like it was back then. It's the same equivalent. Like, history continues to repeat itself. Like, we get nothing for our pain and suffering. And that kind of pisses me off because people fail to realize this. And white people know it. They just don't say so. They just don't care. They just don't, they just don't give a shit. And it's like we constantly fail to understand that, we have all the power Like black people We have all the power Nobody can do it alone Nobody can do it by themselves But we have all the power The game is over once we stand up You know once we demand something And just go for it We'd be surprised what happens You know I can't do it alone We can't do it alone Nobody can do it alone of course Nobody You know what I'm saying It's going to take a lot It's going to take all of us it's not going to take a lot of people. It's going to take everybody. You know, we have to stick together. And that's why they constantly throw these hooks, throw these obstacles at us to break us apart because they know they owe us. They know they owe us everything. They're so afraid that we might wake up and realize that, damn, we built the whole country. We paved the way for you. We paved the way for the chinks on the corner store. We paved the way for the Hindus that own the hotel. We paved the way for everybody. They owe us too. I mean, I think, I think deep down, I think deep down inside, where where Caucasians' biggest fear 
and it's never addressed is the whole reason why the the system itself is so Caucasian oriented is because they feel as if if we ever get any power, then we will do to them what they did to us. I think that's the whole thing. This this is what the whole white supremacy system is about. Because other than that, I mean, physically, you know, we're stronger than them. Athletically, we're more we're more athletic than them. You know, we have something that they don't have genetically. You know, we're just a more dominant species, but the only thing that keeps us at bay is living in the U.S. with this white supremacy system. If this system was null and void, we'll run their we'll ass over. I mean, exactly. I know that. It was designed from ground zero to hold us back. Like, every law was pretty much created to oppose us and what we were good at, what we like to do to keep us down. And that's it. Like, every law was designed to hold us back. Maybe not every, of course not every single law, but I'm going to say 90% of the, today's laws are designed to hold down, Af- hold back African Americans. You know? Like, they make the laws, they break the laws, and then they make the laws as they go along. It's like, it's impossible to win a game. It's impossible to win a game if the rules constantly change and adapt to the other to the opponent. It's like we and don't even exactly know the rules what they no do. Like we don't know the rules no more, people. That's why we have to stay. That's why we got to stick together. Like it is no game without us. So if we if we stick together and quit playing that game, then it's no game. And then we win. But we constantly think it's a it's a completely different psychosis to it. It's like they trick you into believing that you have to play their game and that you have to go by their rules which they keep changing and then it's like we in a maze forever. So so check this out man like Germany paid like eighty to ninety million dollars for the Holocaust. US haven't gave us anything. Anything. You know, they won't even admit that the U.S. played any type of role in slavery. They say it's wrong and everything of that nature, but once they admit that the U.S. played any part in it and the government played any part in it, they open themselves up for lawsuits. So that's the reason why they won't do it. And we got a black president in there now that could have easily said multiple times that yeah, the United States was wrong in his actions in slavery. The government was wrong in his actions in slavery, but he won't say it. And that's because he's like every other politician that comes in the White House. I mean, Germany paid ninety million. Obama gave the Jews twelve million. You know, the U.S. paid one point twenty-five billion dollars in reparations around the world, but yet the African Americans that's here haven't got anything. We ain't got nothing. How much you get? And these are facts. These are these are all the stuff you can look up. They actually gave reparations out to different countries and different ethnic groups, but the people that they that built their country and they continuously make laws against, continuously throw us in jail, change the rules on us. Like we haven't got anything. We haven't got nothing. I mean all you have to do is make us some specific programs. You know, a lot of people think when you think reparations, of course, you know what I'm saying, like I'm talking about the eighty, ninety million. 
You can put that in programs. You can put that in land grants. You can put that in, in, in a whole lot of different things for us to let us be able to build our own self up. That way we won't have to deal with them in their system. That's one thing they fear. Once we get our 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 economic gap, I guess, you know, where we can build up our own economics in the black community, we have no need need to play that system anymore. And they know that. So that's the the whole reason why they keep their thumb on us and and why they won't allow us to grow. Exactly. It's just real frustrating, man. And because they know they still need us today. Like they need us they need us to fill up their prisons so they can continue to use us as slaves inside their prisons and continue to build the country for free. They need us to dunk their basketballs. They need us to run up and down their football fields. They need us to to mop their floors. They need us to to kick around. They need us to pull over and harass. They still need us. You know, they still need us to make this country turn because they're not going to do it or they can't do it. So they constantly figure out how to not turn us away completely, but just enough to where we think we have a chance of making it or not think we have a chance and basically throw our lives away and end up dead or becoming a slave anyway, which is what they really want. Because the American, the American debt was at its lowest. America was at its richest financially, zero debt in the 1800s during slavery because it was based off free labor. Like, they owed nobody. Like, during the 17, between 1760 and 1810, the American debt was virtually zero. And it's constantly, as soon as Lincoln signed the bill to free us, it's constantly going up every single year. It's tripled to quadrupled every single year because that free labor is gone, and that's when white folks was the happiest. You know, just think about it. You, you're at your happiest. You're at your most at peace when you know all your bills pay. You don't owe nobody nothing, and you make your money hand over fist. That was America during 1760 to 1820. They were at their happiest. Now, once we got away, because, by the way, Lincoln didn't want to free us. He had to under circumstances. The slaves got away, and they've been pissed off at us ever since. And here we go. And I'll be damned if they're going to give us any type of compensation for the work our ancestors and forefathers put in for their country after they stole us from our homeland, by the way. So I don't I don't see reparations happening. I don't see, personally, I don't see reparations happening in the near future for us. Maybe, you know, fingers crossed, you can pray about it, but I don't see it. Now, if I had my hands in the purse, I would just, I'd be scared to pass out money because I think as soon as you pass out money, they wouldn't value, they wouldn't value their dollar anymore because it's already depreciating and the dollar will collapse. So the dollar will be worthless. That's why I think, you know, I think that's what turned a lot of people off to it anyway. Once you say reparation, I think everybody thinks they're going to go around and give us $5 million checks and everything like that. But that's what I'm saying, man. It needs to be more program-oriented to where we it's easier for us to obtain land. You know, it's easier for us to open up a business, start up. It's easier for us to do these things. I mean, the whole reason now, like I was saying earlier, I'm pretty sure if 
if they could, just to call it even, they'll probably give every black person a certain amount of money right now just because we don't own anything. So a lot of that money that they give us will go right back into the white community and we'll be in the same situation maybe, what, 20 years later after we got our, after we got our check. So we need okay. something for some long-term stability. Long-term stability is freedom. It's owning your own business, gaining education, not having to go through their system to obtain stuff for your lifestyle. You should be able to go to your own people to make stuff happen for you and your family. You shouldn't have to go to your enemy, which they are they are our enemies, you know, just to just to live your life, man. That's just that's suicidal. And we live through that every day. Exactly. I mean if you got a job and you work for the white man, because I do for the meantime, you know, I know a lot of people do. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with wanting to, there's nothing wrong with trying because you gotta try. But if you can, just sit down and think about starting your own business. Think about how you can make a way for yourself and your future, you know, because getting up and going to work every day, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's more to life to it. You know, we're not knocking jobs, we're not knocking careers, but that independency is priceless. When you can stay in the bed because you don't feel like That's what it should all be about. When you can stay in the bed and make money, then that's what you want. You know what I'm saying? That's the plan. When you can sign your own checks, you can when you can claim stuff, when you can claim your own business on your taxes, you know, that's what you want. You know, you don't want to be answering to anybody or solely dependent on a white man to pay your bills and raise your family. Like, that's ridiculous, you know. And sometimes you got to do it. But if you can, if you're able-bodied and able-minded, sit down and just brainstorm. You know, just brainstorm. You ain't got to make no rash decisions tonight. Just brainstorm how can you, or whoever you with, your lives better. That's all you got to do. It's just step-by-step. I'm not going to say, we need to do this. I'm going to tell you how. Just sit down, brainstorm, and think, and write it down. Don't put it in your phone. Just get some pen and paper. Write it down. Write your goals down, write write ideas down to start your own business. What are you good at? What do you want to do? That's, what do you want to be? That should be the that's goal. It. That should be the goal. I mean, a lot of times we've been raised on, you know, from we from when we were five years old to when we turned 18, you either need to go to school or you need to get a job. And that's really the end of the dream right there. So what really it should be, you try to get your good grades, get you a job, and the main goal needs to be to own your own business. Once we start thinking like that, we start seeing a not not a lot of our problems solved, but we start seeing some of our issues addressed because then we can we'll have enough enough wealth to where we can help and not look for our enemy enemies to come rescue us because they never have and they never will and they don't care. And we've got to actually just start realizing that that we're dealing with people who every generation, every decade, are murderous people, and they murder different ethnicities every other year. This is just what they do. I asked a question today on Twitter, and I haven't got any, any you know, good responses back yet. And I was like, can anybody out there name me one system in the United States that the Caucasians haven't corrupted? And you can't name not one. 
because they corrupt everything that they touch. Well, we need to be able to live our lives away from that corruption and only deal with our people. That's the best way that we can get anything done. If not, we're going to end up in the same cycle over and over again to where we have to go ask our enemy for help. And you're only going to get so much. They really don't care. We never have, never will. You're not going to get work. any. If, if, they do, if they do offer help, they're going to want a piece of the empire for themselves. They're going to say, well, I'll give you this, but let me own 5% of your business or something like that. Like They won't even want their money back. They want to buy into your business or want a piece of your business. But you can't get a piece of theirs. I don't know. Like, you can't walk into a white business and be like, hey, I got X amount of money. Let me get a piece of y'all business. Let me, let me show y'all something new. They're going to walk your ass. They're going to look at you stupid. But let a white man walk into one of our businesses, then we're going to be happy because we think if a white man is interested, we equivalent we equivalent that skin with more success, thinking just if a white man wanted it, then we got something. Like, yeah, that's true, but that don't mean you got to let him be a part of it. You can tell him no. You know, just it's, a, it's somebody black out there with some money. You got to look for him, of course, but it's somebody black out there with some money too. That don't mean their intentions are good either, but you just got to – just don't sell it to the white man. You know, I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to say it. Like, just don't. Like, because they're not going to do that for us. You think Jerry Jones would give a piece of the Dallas Cowboys to one of us if we had some money? We could have more money than him. He still wouldn't sell it to us. Ain't no way in hell. You think Mark Cuban would sell us a piece of the Mavericks? Hell no. Ain't no way in hell. You think Ted Turner would give us a piece of the TNT network? You think he'll sign over 5%? even just 5% to Charles Barkley or Kenny or Shaq, even though they the reasons people watching their network every single day? Hell no. So keep them out of our business as much as possible. Keep them out. Like, do not do not continue to equivalent that skin with success just because they're smiling in your face, offering you some money. You know what I'm saying? Like, all white people are not evil. All white people are not evil, but they come from ancestors who have zero heart and zero soul. That's all I'm going to get on. So it's possible for us to thrive alone as one. That's all I'm saying, people. It's possible for us to thrive alone as one. We can do it. Now, will we get reparations? I don't think so. Like, it's looking bleak, but who knows? I mean, even if we, who knows? Even if we don't, man. You gotta think like we black people spend more money than any other ethnic. Like this is what we do. We build all these white brands up and all these other brands that are not our people up. You know, if we could take one black business a year, you could just do a year and have all or have a majority of black people get whatever it is they need, you know, whether it be just take a black person that got his own paper store. Say, all right, a majority of black people, we need to use this store to get product. We can make that black owner a business, I mean, a millionaire, that quick. And in return with his paper, he can help another black brother do something or sister. I mean, that's what we can do. It's really, we spend all our money giving it to other groups that don't help us out. Look it up. We spend the most money out of any ethnicity group. Cause we want to wear, we want to wear all this, all this shit. We see the rappers wearing and and all these actors wearing all these white 
white dominated brands that don't that don't care about us. Well, I, I don't care if you want Louis. I really don't care if you got all that. You know what are you doing to help our people? And if you promoting, you know this Gucci stuff, which Gucci don't want you to wear their stuff, but you you got the money, so they gonna take it. And you got our brothers and sisters out here thinking that's the way to go. Then you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You got enough voice, you got enough influence to where you should be able to stand on the stage. And we got internet now. You ain't got to stand on the stage. You get on your camera phone. You say, hey, my black people, this brother right here got a business. All right? I'm a rapper. I'm supporting this man business. We need to make him a millionaire. We can do that every month with some black person. And we can start gaining our own wealth, though. The the power is always in the money. This is what Caucasians have been doing for years. They don't respect anything. Most Caucasians will kill their parents for some money. They ain't got no empathy. They don't care nothing about none of that. They want power. They want money. They they do not care. We need to build our own infrastructure, get our own businesses to grow, and we wouldn't have this problem. But as far as, like, the reparation thing, do I think we're going to get it? Like you said, I doubt it. But if we was to get it, I'd rather them give it. Well, I'd rather us get it in land. I'd rather us get it in education, business grants, things of that nature, so we can start establishing away from the Caucasian. And that's how I would do it. And do I think Amen, we deserve bro. it? Yes, I do. Yeah, I agree. We do deserve it. That's a, I think that's a fact. But, hey. We dealing with forces we cannot understand. And on that note, we go we go ahead and wrap this up tonight. You know what I'm saying? I hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. You know what I'm saying? Follow us on Facebook, True Colors, Facebook, True Colors Podcast on Twitter. Um, Seti, shout out to Seti J, Dustbot Radio for putting us on. I am D-U-B, your boy Dub. Yeah, and I'm Cobb, once again, from Twitter. That'll be True Color Podcast. I'll let me. Once again, shout out to to uh, Pharaoh Loom for the support. Song of the Week, Ghetto Boys. You can follow them at P-H-A-R-A-O-H underscore L-U-M. And we want to we wanna really try to keep this going, y'all, so everybody support our show, man. Let us know if you like it. Today our people can see that we're faced with a government conspiracy. This government has failed us. The senators who are filibustering concerning your and my rights, that's the government. Don't say it, southern senators, this is the government. This is a government filibuster. It's not a segregationist filibuster. It's a government filibuster. Any kind of activity that takes place on the floor of the Congress or the